everyone, it is Monday. I think it's June 8th. Uh, anyways, it's Monday. I wanted to follow up from yesterday's video because I did realize that there was a few things where I started talking about subjects. And then my mind got sidetracked, which uh, you know happens a lot. And then I think I forgot to finish some of the main points that I wanted to make on those, uh, well, I guess, yeah, on those points. But you know, if, if you guys are anything like me, I'm sure you know this probably happens to a lot of people out there where uh, at least you know how my brain works is there's about a million things going on uh, and you know you go down one rabbit hole it leads to another rabbit hole and each one of those rabbit holes has other tentacles with you know about a hundred other rabbit holes that you could go down and so uh, you know it does make for trying to finish a point sometimes hard just because of how my own you know personal supercomputer works but with that said you know there's a lot of things that you know in my head I'm not good at doing so you know I don't want to make it seem like I uh, you know I'm great at doing everything like in terms of trying to visualize you know like architecture blueprints unless it's the blueprint for the new world order I can understand that architecture in my head but uh, you know lots of things I can't do well believe it or not I can't really even do numbers well in my head I've been dumbed down with a smartphone and with financial calculators um, but with that said getting back to the points that I missed. So one of the points, I was talking about the uh, German stock market yesterday and how the stock market went from the, uh, what was it, the gold mark to the Ren mark to the Reichsmark to the Deutschmark and how if you had, you know, let's say you had a uh, 100 shares of Mercedes-Benz stock priced in gold mark, eventually you were wiped out. And uh, I mean, you still had your shares, but now they're priced in Renmark, then Reichsmark, then Deutschmark. But if you're holding on to the bonds, holding on to the currency well then at that point uh you know those instruments were completely wiped out 100 percent. I mean, you know probably like 99 cents in the dollar uh so might as well be 100 percent. but in terms of their stock market you know i didn't look this up but i think it was something like uh the the german stock market around 1912 1911 1910 was probably around you know like 400 and then it maybe went down to uh you know 100 and then it ended up going, uh, you know, eventually, you know, went hyperbolic. And I want to say it was about 1920, about 1920, it went to, uh, I think it was about 21 million. And then within like, you know, a year and a half later, it was at 27 million. So investors who try to keep their money safe and put it into, you know, their version of cash at the time, their version of bonds at the time, uh, you know those people that were doing the quote-unquote safe things those people were absolutely wiped out and uh, but the people who were invested into stocks at least you know they were you know kind of at least worst off I am running across the busy busy road right now so Yoshi let's go all right here we go want to see uh, Jeff and Lucy can run like that and still not be out of breath uh, no I just love Jeff but uh, Oh, what was I? Oh, it's, you know, the German stock market. So now the thing is, I mean, if you were invested into German stocks back then, it's not like you were some fat cat or things were going great for you because, you know, obviously a lot of bad things were going on in Germany. And also, you know, you had like a loaf of bread at that point was going to cost you, you know, a bajillion dollars. So maybe I don't even think the stock portfolio would have kept up with that. Uh, but the main point was that if you're sitting in cash, sitting in bonds long term, and this is a, something that I actually talked about in 2008 
that not like I coined it because no one listens to not a lot of people listen to me especially back then but I was calling it going broke safely just always staying in cash now there are times where strategically being in cash could be a good move uh, especially when the market is uh, you know at all-time highs off the backs of however many I mean I've like lost track now whether it's 30 million or 40 million people unemployed uh, you know all this Federal Reserve intervention and money printing which sort of brings me to another point that I forgot to make yesterday in uh, regards to the CARES Act is that you know there's been this big uptick in unemployment uh, well from positive from the government standpoint that there's less people unemployed and that they uh, you know it was a great jobs number actually the best jobs number ever is huge in May but part of that is because in order to get the money from the CARES Act, you had to have a certain percentage. I just had, you know, some of the notes that I missed here, and now they're kind of flopping around in the wind. So I guess I need to uh, you know, modify that for a future video because I wanted to make sure I did remember at least a couple of the bullet points here of things that I wanted to talk about. But as part of the CARES Act, I believe you cannot have more than 25% of your labor force uh, laid off. And so you had to rehire people. And so if you want to have that money that is going to be, you know, given to you in the form of a grant, well, then you're going to have to rehire people. And so, but there's no, you know, stipulation, I don't think, where, you know, you can't then just, you know, let's say three months later, then just go lay them off again. And so I'm sure companies are just going to be gaming the system as much as they possibly can. And I believe that that gaming of the system is probably one of the reasons why we're seeing such, you know, quote unquote, good numbers coming out, at least in the month of May. Um, another thing I talked about in yesterday's video was, you know, take a look at what you're not being told. Take a look at what they aren't, uh, you know, talking about in the news. One of the things they aren't talking about in the news is the Department of Justice uh, seeking cooperation from Prince Andrew. And so, you know, isn't it funny they've got all these big things going down, you know, between Hillary emails, again, not holding their breath on that, uh, Prince Andrew, and now all of a sudden, uh, you know, you get, you know, basically, I want to say World War III kicking off, but you get all this, you know, crazy stuff kicking off in the global monetary uh, system, all the, all the riots, all the protests, everything going on. Now, another thing I saw yesterday, too, maybe, actually it was this morning, where there was a police chief in Michigan who, um, you know, there's, I think there's four kids, I don't want to say kids, I mean, they're like probably, you know, they're maybe like 25 years old. So, you know, you got four young guys who said something to the effect of, you know what, just a second, I'm going to have to uh, fix this thing rattling around here. I think that's better. So you had four young kids who said, hey, you know, we're going to be in, uh, I don't know, I think some part of Michigan, and we want to assert our Second Amendment right, and we're just giving you, a, you know, a heads up that we're going to be there with rifles to try to protect uh, or deter looters from, from looting. And, you know, here's one problem I have with that is the fact that you even have to be in a position where you have to call the police ahead of time to assert your right, because if you have to go ask permission for your right, then it's obviously not a right, or if you have to go check in, you know, to make sure that your right is gonna be a right, then again, it's not a right. And the only reason we have rights is because people are out there exercising them. And that's why I made this shirt four years ago saying, make America free again. You know, what's great? I mean, what's great is being free. And, you know, aside from just being, you know, a slogan, you know, I think that being free is what makes America great. And that's what we should strive for is to be free again. 
and now you know I'm underneath freaking curfews. I mean, hypothetically, over here, and uh, you know it's just disgusting to see what people will give up. But getting back to this, you know, uh, sheriff incident, the guy had to step down. He posted something on Facebook saying, "Hey, these four young gentlemen." wanted to come here and we're thankful that they asked permission to do so and I think it's you know everyone's right to you know be protected or if they want to carry you know something it was pro second amendment and so they had to put the kibosh in that and get rid of I think he had to step down uh, uh, I'm not sure completely off the force I, th I, I think it sounded like he was completely off the force if you guys you know want to put that in the comments be happy to read that um, this is also off the backs of the other cop that we had who um you know if you guys remember about a month ago before all this stuff kicked off he was talking about different stuff that he saw going on nationwide that disgusted him and how if people didn't you know turn around and get their act together that you're gonna see you know massive police backlash and uh you know i've seen people ask if that was a psyop or not maybe but you know it's not really being used to you know fuel these protests so uh, I'm more of inclined to believe that it's not a PSYOP. And I just want to make sure I didn't forget any more, anything else I had in my notes over here. Oh yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, so much optimism over here in the stock market off the heels of bankruptcies in May are up 48%. You know, just a huge, another huge number. Um, you know, it's probably, probably just the beginning of this because, you know, we did have things like the CARES Act and PPP and you know trillions of dollars floating in the system that sort of delayed some of this day of reckoning but you know i, I think you can only delay this day of reckoning for so long and uh you know i think that the time pretty much is upon us now uh also saw they had uh what was it 25 percent of americans who skipped either skipped a meal last month or had to rely on a food bank to uh to get their own food and you know is that is that great again is that uh, you know, something that we should be, you know, taking the victory lap in this V-shaped recovery because unfortunately, this recovery is only predicated on printing money, uh, having, you know, the richest people in the world getting access to that money first, using that to then buy up the stock market. Hold on, I got to take care of Yoshi here. But yeah, it's just a complete crony system that we're living under right now, and you know, we're seeing senators like Kamala Harris who. Again, she was one of the main people who was helping enforce the 94 Crime Bill Act in California. As uh, and you know, we talk about how she got her job uh, was sleeping with Mayor Willie Brown. He he admits it, a San Francisco mayor, and, and that's how she got her while he was married to. Let's point that out as well. And that's how she ended up getting her first uh, her first kind of big break, uh, so to speak, was you know by sleeping her way around all the way to the top. And that's something that Willie Brown talks about. So, you know, I'm not making that up. I'm not trying to, um, and, and the only reason I even bring that up because, you know, this day and age, you know, really, I guess not that big of a deal. But, you know, if you're holding yourself out as some, you know, women's empowerment and holding yourself out as, you know, this uh, Me Too, uh, you know, crusader, and then, you know, you yourself, you know, got to where you are uh, by sleeping with a married man repeatedly and basically, you know, pretty much being his escort, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think you're in any position to be lecturing people. Well, then you then once you got into power, you then used your power to then lock away, uh, you know, record amounts of minorities and black people over victimless crimes, over marijuana. And uh, I forgot what comedian it was. Um, 
maybe it was Chris Hart, or, or no, maybe, I don't think it was him, but somebody said something to the effect of, you know, we've got people locked in jail for marijuana while at the same time you're having marijuana be deemed an essential business uh, in many parts of the country. And Yoshi sees a rabbit over there. Again, this uh, trail has lots of rabbits, which is one of the reasons why he's on a leash because he would probably be taken off uh, every five seconds at one of these uh, one of these rabbits. Now, as part of so Kamala Harris is uh, one of the ones who's sponsoring this bill along with uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, you know the usual suspects, uh, Bernie Sanders. I think Elizabeth Warren is another one. And what they're proposing is two thousand dollars per person. Uh, so if, you know a married couple would get four thousand dollars per month. And then you'd have uh, up to three children getting $2,000 a piece for each child. So, you know, doing the math on that, that's $10,000 per month is the latest, uh, you know, proposal coming out of the Senate. And I mean, I, I don't think anyone, you know, would expect that to pass. Although I do, uh, you know, expect the Democrats to win uh, handily in, in this upcoming election. It's something I said uh, 40 days into his presidency after being one of the first people out there saying that I thought Trump was gonna win. So, you know, at the same people who uh, call me crazy then, are the same people who, you know, basically don't understand what's what's going on now. And there's, you know, actually are, you know, a few different reasons why I think that, although uh, I'm not sure this is the exact point, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go back and touch on that point in a little bit of one of the reasons why I think, you know, Trump is in uh, pretty big trouble over here. Now, if you're gonna start paying people ten thousand dollars a month to uh, not work, and I, I believe that actually it's it's funny that the uh, limit is I think it starts phasing out at a hundred thousand dollars a year of income, completely phases out at one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year of income. And so, if you had to work your ass off to make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, or you can be unemployed and make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, uh, you know which one are you gonna choose? I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you're not gonna work and get $120,000 per year. And then once you've gotten people used to that, not that I think it's gonna pass, but you know, that's just a, uh, you know, you start with, uh, you know, it's part of the art of the deal. You start with, you know, really high number and hope you work your way down. And it's funny that, you know, all these basically make, you know, Andrew Yang uh, by, by comparison sound, you know, relatively tame. So it is kind of funny that maybe, you know, he was just a man that was, uh, you know, about four or five months ahead of his time. and if. It was more protracted, uh, you know, primary season. Maybe his ideas would have gotten more, more wings and a little more legs. But you know, if you're making that the new floor, you're completely taking away all the incentive, incentivizations for people to get, uh, you know, back to work. And you know, one of the guys who you know does sort of agree with me on you know the fact that that he's not you know super bullish on this market would be uh, Mohammed Alayarian. Uh, I think he's with Allianz, which owns Pimco. I know him and Bill Gross. Uh, used to be sort of like the two mainstays over at PIMCO, which uh, at the which at one point was the largest bond fund uh, in the world, their total asset return fund. I'm only listing that because uh, you know it was the largest in the world at one point when uh, Bill Gross is there. However, that's not the case anymore. Uh, but yeah, I mean another thing you're seeing is you know people are getting this money and they're paying off debt, which is you know a good thing, uh, especially as a financial planner. But when you have an economy that is predicated on getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into debt, uh, it might not be such a great thing because the only way that you can get yourself, uh, you know, prosperity in a debt-based economy 
is by getting more and more debt so that way the owners of the system are the ones who are going to be benefiting from that and once you start paying down debt then the entire thing starts to implode on itself now you as an individual it's good to pay down your debt now i'm not saying that there isn't debt that can't be used for good purposes and if you know what you're doing you know somebody like donald trump somebody like grant cardone you know there are ways to use debt like robert kiyosaki but you know for many people if you're just going and paying off your own uh you know credit card debt that's a good thing however the system uh is a high-tech slavery system that needs people further into debt and i'd really recommend you guys watch the uh, Why We're All Slaves to Central Bankers. It's one of my, uh, if you guys go to my channel, it's one of the main, I think, featured videos uh, and, and one of the playlists. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. It was made in late 2016 and it was more, uh, I'd say it's just as relevant today as it was when I made it. So I'd highly recommend you guys check that out as I'm doing a little pirouette over here to untangle myself from Yoshi. Uh, but yeah, I think that was everything I forgot from yesterday. Uh, you know, we've got all-time highs right now going on in the NASDAQ. Insane. Um, but I mean, I remember when I first started paying attention to the NASDAQ. It was like probably 98. I was, I don't know, I was probably about 14 years old. I'd come home from school, I'd go in my grandpa's basement and watch uh, actually the Kudlow report with Larry Kudlow at 14 years old. And, you know, it's hard to believe that that was, you know, already 20 years ago. But, uh, and, and so, you know, anyone trying, oh, you know, I know what I was going to get at. So I was going to talk about, you know, let's, maybe we'll go for a little bit longer walk now. I'm sure you don't mind, mind that Yoshi, do you? You mind, mind longer walk? No, you don't. Luckily, it's not like rip your face off hot right now. I mean, it will be later on this week and probably later on today. But uh, yeah, right now it actually feels pretty decent. It's probably only like 90. But, uh, oh, so, so Trump, why I think, another reason why I think uh, he's gonna lose. So everyone talks about polls and just general you know, public opinion and uh, you know, what all these nationwide polls think. And this is something I've been talking about for you know, at least three and a half years, like basically since he got in there. And I, mean, I had a whole video talking about how the polls were rigged talking about the different methodologies they use, talking about how they skew things in October 2016, which uh, I'm not sure if it was ever released as a podcast. I know I released it on Facebook. I think it is one of the early podcasts talking about how they rig these polls, but uh, if not, maybe I'll go back and release it. So believe me, I was, you know, patient zero talking about how bullshit all these polls are. You know, I know how do they lie with statistics. You know, I've read that book when I took stats. I had a teacher who, you know, was a direct disciple underneath Dr. Gallup and who uh, was one of the guys who started Harris Research. And so, you know, I've been a part of some of these polls, know how they work, know how you can skew things, know how you can basically get any result that you want to get. And when you go and hire someone to do a poll for you, you basically ask what outcome do you want to get? And then you're buying to get that poll. And so then you can figure out how to, you know, reverse engineer the number that you want to get. I mean, just like anything, I mean, whether it's global warming, you can use models to reverse engineer the number you want to get. Or if you're Bill Gates or Neil Ferguson and want to talk about, you know, you know, half the country dying of coronavirus or some bullshit, you know, it's very easy to manipulate the polls to get the numbers that you want to get. But getting back to 
Trump, I mean, all that really matters, there's so many, and I did talk about this briefly, briefly, briefly at my Anarcha Poco talk. And again, I referenced it a lot because there was just so much fire in there. I mean, it was about half an hour speech that I gave you about, you know, three hours worth of information in. So, you know, that's not one that you can't, not gonna be watching that one at 1.25 times or one and a half times, I'll tell you that right now. But when it comes to, uh, you know, these nationwide polls, I mean, there's so many, I mean, Trump got so lucky that there's all these states that he barely won by. Uh, I mean, I can't rattle them off now at the top of my head, but something like Michigan, I mean, even Arizona, and I can get back to Arizona in a little bit because I do know, you know, a lot of the inside baseball uh, on this state and was probably one of the only people that predicted the day Sheriff Joe entered the race in the Senate that Kirsten Sinema would win. And that was almost a bigger, crazier prediction than even Trump winning. And if, if you know, for anyone here locally, uh, you know, that was more of an eye roll. Uh, you know, Tim's just saying one of these crazy things, and yeah, he's been writing a lot of stuff, but no one saw that coming except me. And I was on Ernest Hancock's show the day he announced, or, or, or the very first time after he announced when I was on Ernie's show, and I gave the rationale of why I thought Kirsten Cinema, which uh, why I thought that she would win. And so she's a you know extreme, you know uh, you know LGBTQ senator here from Arizona and. Our other senator sucks too, the Republican one. So, you know, I'm an equal opportunity hater all the way around. Uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that point, getting back with Trump. So many places where he barely won. And, you know, essentially he's gonna have to win every single one of those places again, and maybe have to win some new places. But all it takes is, you know, a few thousand people in this county, a few thousand people in that county. And the only polls that really matter are going to be the polls in those counties because you know it doesn't really matter uh, what a nationwide poll is saying if you know it doesn't if you pull a bunch of people from California or New York or other places that are definitely going to go one way or another all those people don't count if you're living in New York right now you don't count if you're living in California right now you don't really count if you're living in a place that's definitely going to go one way or another it, your public opinion water cooler talk doesn't matter doesn't matter at all. It only matters if a few counties and a few states and a few places are the only places that really you know, have the power to swing this entire thing. And so if you're the deep state, and I've made this point many times, are you gonna go and risk a felony to you know, illegally swing an election when Hillary has a 98% chance of winning? No, you're not. And so, you know, are you gonna go and do other illegal stuff? Uh, you know, there's so many different ways to do this, and I don't wanna make this a whole big podcast and all the different ways that they can rig these elections. That's a whole nother topic in of itself. But you're not gonna take those risks because the risk reward is not very good, especially, you know, if there's only, uh, you know, a 2% chance of your outcome, uh, you know, not occurring anyways. And so I know all the Trump people now are like, oh, I can't trust the polls. and. Now the, now the polls this time, you can't, you can't, definitely can't trust them. Well, you know what, you guys wanted to trust the polls last time and I didn't trust the polls. So what you should be, and you know what, don't even trust me, but you know, take this knowledge that you're getting. A lot of people want to be emotionally wrapped up into this. And uh, you know, I was doing more to support him than almost anybody watching this. I mean, probably, I mean, that's probably a, a gigantic understatement, but you know, I helped reach like 10% of what the Russians did by myself to help support him. And, uh, and really all I need to do is piss off just a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of people. And now all of a sudden, 
you know, Trump's not going to win again. So, all right, Yoshi, we got to climb this little hill over here. Let me, uh, hopefully these shoes, okay, enough tread in here to run up that without falling yet. All right, cool. So, uh, so yeah, I think Trump's in a lot more trouble than people want to, you know, realize even now even Drudge and what are you doing? Did you step on a little, uh, oh, I think he's got a little cactus in his foot. So you doing okay? Let me see. Yoshi, you doing okay? All right, I'm gonna go see if Yoshi's okay right now. I think he might have a little cactus in his foot. But uh, yeah, that was the main point I wanted to talk about today. I guess finishing up with Trump is that it only matters in those few states what's going on. We gotta get this boy some water and uh, probably take a little thorn out of his foot that he just got run up the hill. But anyways, take care. Appreciate all the comments. Uh, and yeah, I'll be back as soon as I can make another video. Take care, guys. Quick update, we got the thorn out of his paw. This was just a tiny little little, uh, little one. And uh, he's doing all good now, right, Yoshi? Right, anyways. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this on YouTube. Also check out the audio, or not the audio book, it's a uh, free ebook called How It's Rigged, The Economy. You can text Liberty Advisor, one word, to 71. 441 to uh, have that sent to you and then make sure to check out the library TV channel that we have as well Which is gonna be mirrored so all of the content from YouTube will now be appearing on library TV as just another way to um, Keep in touch and the website will be updated soon completely new revamp remodel makeover to you know have everything all in one place because we're not gonna be able to rely on you know Google, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, you know all these other big tech platforms to get our messages out. But anyways, Yoshi and I are doing fine. We're doing great. He loves being out here walking with his dad. It's, uh, again, not too hot out right now. So anyways, talk to you guys later, and uh, take care.